Well, 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 look who's back. And I told you it was sporadic. Now, some of you may have thought I'd gone for good, but for the second series of Omen to That, I've got some great guests lined up, and we start with a couple of belters. So sit back, relax, try and forget about all the trouble in the world, and enjoy the episode. So on today's show, I'm pleased to welcome not one, but two award-winning comic creators who collaborated on a wonderfully touching story, The Grey Man, which appeared in the first DUI anthology. It was the first time that the two had ever collaborated, individually, both are successful independent creators, who are not only appearing in the second volume of DUI that's out later this year, but are continuing to produce comics work for their own projects and for their anthologies too. I'm thrilled to say a big hello once again to Alan Henderson and Helena. I hope you're both safe and well. Yeah, hello, it's, hello. it's good to be back. Anyway, how are you keeping, Alan? How are you doing? I've been very well. Um, plodding along with uh, life and work and all the associated activities that that brings. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I had a quick re-listen to, to my last appearance um, with yourself um, and that was um, something like 210 penguins ago. So uh, it's um, it's just been marching on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you were the last guest that I had um, before I went on a break. So it's good to have you back. It seemed only fitting to get you back again because we had planned to do this show, I think, last year when yourself and H were working on the DUI piece. And yeah. obviously with everything that's gone, um, both just generally in the world and also personally with us with, with h and stuff we'll just not have the time so it's great to have you back um and it's great to have you back as well h on the show because people always enjoy when you're on thank you, you very much because i like to talk it's because you tell me off <laughs> like a double act yeah no it's good and you were at uh, was it glasgow comic con you, you did last weekend as we record so, this so yes last weekend was uh, was glasgow comic con um weekend prior to that had been the Bathgate Makers Market, and in the next next few weeks we've got various other things coming up again. So now we're all all back on the treadmill of um of the convention circuit and um trying to sell our wares to pay for yet more wares. I think is the is the, is the general plan yeah. and process. And how are you yeah. finding it back out there, Alan? Is it is it okay? Are you, are you feeling oh, safe and secure and stuff? Yes, I I am. Um, yeah, I'm not in a in, in a group that that requires special treatment. I, I had the COVID. Um, I was it was very very light for me. I was very lucky in that way. Um, and uh, everybody's being st- still re- you know relatively sensible in terms of the sort of volume of people that are coming into events and and how people are inter- interacting and mixing. So um, and you know, there's still lots of hand sanitizer about and everything. So not everybody's everything's going well for that. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, we're hoping to get back into the swing a little bit later this year. We've got a couple of events potentially lined up. So, um, yeah, it'll be, be be interesting to to just get back out there, I think, after all this time. I'm quite, quite looking forward to it. I'm quite nervous about it, I'll be honest with you. But I'm also quite looking forward to it. I'm just ready to do something a bit different again. So, 
we'll um we'll see how we go. And of course, um, H here, you've had a bit of a rough time of it lately with um just, various things. Just a tad, yeah. I mean, a lot of people already already uh, already know this anyway from because I've been very open about it on social media and stuff. But obviously, the hiatus that Damien talks about is because uh kind of you know my world fell apart last year because i got diagnosed with cancer um everything's okay um i'm okay um had a lot of surgery had some treatment but i'm still standing everything's good i've found my mojo as well my art mojo because i'd lost that a little bit so found that mojo and i've got to sort of you know thank alan for that but we'll get on to that but yeah it's it's all good and and things are good so looking forward to cons and stuff and like you were saying it's it is a bit nerve-wracking and i think it's to do with not just you know what's going what's been going on and what thing of human interaction again and you worry that can you still interact with people in, in in a natural fashion it's it's really strange but I think it'll I think it'll come back to us once we get into the swing of it yeah I mean I suppose the good thing is there's there's not many natural people that go to comic cons <laughs> to be fair <laughs> <laughs> apologies if you're listening and you are a natural person who attends comic cons but you you are in the minority let's be honest. Well, so, uh, as, as we always, uh, one of the games that we're always playing now at uh, at, at the various events is um, cosplay or lifestyle choice. <laughs> and and yeah. all I say is, there's a lot of people that fall into that great area where you're like going, I don't know if that's cosplay or not, or if that's just your lifestyle choice to dress like that on a day to day basis. Which uh, yeah, you know, it's, it might be everybody's valid. It's, there's no no judgment. But uh, I believe little leather undies are making a comeback. Now then. Uh, so mm. back to business then. So as as mentioned before, you both uh, won an, an eleven acrostka for your work, <laughs> and, along with others, which is it's a fantastic thing to be to have something you've you've contributed to, nominated as, as the best anthology. Um, you know, and it was great. And those guys know what they're talking about on the eleven o'clock comics. So uh, well done, well done to you both. But how did you actually? ended up collaborating in the first place that you know, ever met H at possibly even Thought Bubble a few years ago when we we were just having a chat with you. So do you want to just say how yeah, this, this came about in the first place? So, so I'll kick off. In in terms of of how I got involved and then how we, we got together. So it's it it was one drunken evening on the, the drink and draw, which was the, the start story of why Drawn Under the Influence the anthology started. Um, and um, we'll, we'll all bow down to the editor, Sarah Harris, um, who you know put her hands up and said, I, I will organise uh, an anthology. Um, now, I'd had an idea for a wee story kicking around for a while that I knew I didn't feel confident to draw in, in terms of what, what was there and, and what I actually wanted to get across with the story. Um, right. So I, I submitted to Sarah, you know, she was taking uh, submissions for, for scripts. And I said, well, look, here's my idea. And at that point in time, I'd submitted it as a, I think it actually went in as a six-page story to begin with. And that's partially because when I'd originally written it, I was thinking it was going to be on a on an A5 page rather than an A4 page. Oh, yeah. But with, with some of the feedback from Sarah, I, I re-edited the, the script and so that it would fit into a three-page. It was a lot tighter and, and you know, it was, it, was the, it was great feedback that she gave me that made perfect sense in terms of, of holding it together. And I, I just said to Sarah, well, you know, had, had she had any requests come in from artists who were looking for for scripts, so that I could um, offer it out to see who um, who might be interested. And um, she suggested H, and I, I think at that point I just um, I doorstepped you with an email to say, <laughs> you don't know me, but <laughs> would you be interested? 
so that, that's how I kind of got got into that bit. And uh, as I say, at that point, it was was over to H. Yeah, and then what was that like for you, H, when you know this this man with the stunning moustache approached you <laughs> to, to work with him? Well, it's funny because obviously I met you, Alan, at um, Thought Bubble, and I think you yeah. were next to the um, awesome comics guys. So it was the kind of they kind of introduced you, and, and we got chatting and stuff. And and uh, obviously I knew your name, and I, from then, and obviously I knew you did the penguin and stuff. And then when you did contact me for a split second, I thought, who the heck's this? Because I'd completely <laughs> forgotten your name. And, you know, it's, it's that, that one-to-many relationship. You, you deal with a lot of people. And uh, and I thought, Alan, Alan, and I, I couldn't for the life of me think who you, and then it dawned on me who you were. And I've got to be honest, I was I was shocked that someone would, someone would want to um, have me draw their, their script. Um, and then I was dead chuffed. I was just, I was really pleased that someone would want to, to work with me. Because at that point, I've got to be honest, I think I was... A, it's at a time when I'd been made redundant and I was struggling to get work because, you know, I got made redundant just at the start of the pandemic. So nobody was taking people on. Everyone was being furloughed. And I'd lost my art mojo, to be honest. And, you know, you think, oh, because people always say, oh, if I, if I wasn't working, I'd spend all day drawing or I'd spend all day whatever their passion is. And you really don't because you just get into the doldrums. And uh, the thought of like working with somebody, I was I was dead pleased. I was also quite nervous, which I know we'll we'll get onto. Um, but it did it did spark something in me that I was having to do somebody else's interpret somebody else's script. And I thought this is somebody else's work, therefore I really want to work hard on it and I want to do a, as best a job as I could, really. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm I mean I think you both agree on both glad you did because I think it turned yeah. out magnificently as we'll talk about. But I mean for you, Alan, it was. It was a very different type of work than than we're used to seeing from you, and I'm sure you've written lots of these things um, um. in the past. <laughs> but you know, you're known for the Penguin, you're known for those fantastic sort of um, gag strips, and and you know, this just when I when H told me about it, I was quite surprised at, at the style of it, to be honest. And then where did that come from? And, and you know, is that something that you do often? Um, so I have done other things in the past and there, there's a, a book somewhere out there called Sculpted, which is what I call my comic ideas and comic thoughts, which which features a lot of um, pencil work that I did that was um, other other things that weren't quite as deep or as as as, um, as tight as this in terms of the, the outcome. The the thing that I do, obviously, you know, because I spend so much time with Penguin, I spend so much time looking for humor strips and looking for compression of how to get the the jokes out that doing other things I find really difficult at times mm. but I got as I said I got the inspiration from this from or for this particular idea um basically on the back of reading Tony Esmond's um Whore Chronicles yeah. where so for those that haven't read that that's uh an anthology book well all written by Tony but with an array of different artists uh, where it's all short stories um about the real life of, of sex workers and I, I read that was thoroughly impressed with it frankly because of the way that it was yeah. was, was the way it tackled the subject matter in a, in a you know a really interesting and, and appropriate way while not doing the over glamorization that, that, that sometimes comes comes with that story that sort of storylines mm. um and at the same time, I think I'd, I'd seen something on a, a program about similar sort of subject matter, either on Channel 4 or Channel 5, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I've, with a lot of the books that I've written in the past, where I've done other things, or when I, the way I approach 
even the Penguin at times, I try to flip things around a lot. And that's like, you know, taking a story and thinking about it from the perspective of the other character. And having read Tony's book and then having that sort of idea of how do we flip things around? And I've, I've done a book previously um, called Our Friends Arachnid, which was, again, a number of short stories about spiders. And it was things like, <laughs> you know, the Little Miss Muffet story. What did the mm. spider think? Or, you know, the, the, the origin of Spider-Man. What was the spider actually in, thinking about in that? <laughs> you know, and, I, and actually coming out from that perspective. Now, obviously, that yeah. was done as a sort of humor thing. And it was done really as a kid's book as well. But this was that, that concept of saying, right, how do we flip that round so that we can say right what you know, what is the side of the story from the um the, the punter who is you know the, the, what was the reason for him wanting to employ a sex worker without wrecking or but then also playing on the fact that he's probably then misinterpreting the whole thing of you know she, she's she's in it for the fun when clearly that's that's not the reality, yeah. and it, you know, it's just to play around. So there was a lot of that where I was just had those sort of little ideas and said, right, I've got to write it down to actually make sense of it. And then the, the when I was writing it down, there was a line that came to me that I just really liked, which was the I'm just the background character in someone else's story, and that that was the the bit that led me to go right. So that actually this is a grey man because it's somebody who doesn't believe that they you know they represent anything or they're, they're anybody special and that what they're doing is trying to find you know to make themselves feel special by taking somebody else's special away from them and that was that yeah. you know and that was that extraction of, of the of the color in terms of how the story works i'm giving spoilers here but frankly the the book's out of print so and if you didn't buy it at the time then then poor on you and you, you know so and you shame find on you. yeah um and again, it's, so it was all playing around with those ideas. And then some of the original concept I had in my head, which we never really got to, but because things kept changing, was this, and this was partially when I was thinking, how would I draw it myself? And, and I realised I couldn't. Was to say, at times, the the man would be drawn in pencil, but all the other characters would be drawn in pen. If I was doing it, you know, if I was doing it actually on paper. And it was that concept of how do you move from being somebody who's in pencil to being in the real world, which is pen, and then moving back to pencil again. And that was that, that sort of transitional thing in terms of how it sort of formulated in my head. Now, having done all that, it was just say, putting it into a script format and saying, well, how, how do I do that so that I can sell the story to somebody else for them to try and understand what I'm trying to say? Um, yeah. And it's it's weird because normally when you're writing a story, you try to hold back on the, and here's the big reveal. But obviously when you try to sell the story for somebody else to actually understand it and interpret it as a drawing, you kind of have to go, by the way, this is the reveal up front so that you know <laughs> where you're going to, so you can understand the, the what, what I'm trying to achieve with this. Yeah. And, and that, you know, again, that was just a, a really good exercise for me to say, can I write a script for somebody else? Um, so that they can understand what what on earth I'm actually trying to get across, um, and I, I think it did purely because what I got back from each <laughs> was basically what I had in my head in terms of the, the the overall concept. So yeah, that was great. That's brilliant. No, that's really good. I mean that that idea of flipping the points of views is really interesting. There's a couple of Star Wars books that I've read which are called from a certain point of view, and they do the same things where they take key scenes from Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back, but they replay them through the eyes of a different character there's somebody that could be in the background it's a fascinating way to flip the perspective of an incident 
and and really make you think and and you're right that story that that you wrote now did that because it it really did make you think this guy and and what what his activity meant to him you know what he thought it meant to him and then but you've also got the advantage of looking outside in and seeing actually what the reality of the situation is which was very different mm. and uh, it was great and h you know from from your perspective it was a it was a very different style to what you'd done before and how did you how did you decide on that was that purely driven by the descriptive nature of, of Alan's scripts or or was it something that you just noodled with until you found something that you thought worked what was your process on that yeah it's um you're right it's very different to the to my usual style and I've been one of these artists that um, I've not done a great deal of comic work and the only and sort of, you know, um, sequential art and the only sequential art I've done is is the uh, horror comic that we did together. And I, I couldn't really find my style with that. And I just came up with a with a concept for that that worked, but I didn't really have a style. And then when I looked at Alan's script and, and uh, Alan had mentioned that how, how he, he, how he sort of um, envisaged it looking I kind of um I did, did quite a bit of noodling and and what people won't realize is and, and now that I'm going to admit it is that when I did the first page I could see my style starting to change when I got to the second page and I ended up having to go back and redo the first page because the second page looked nothing like the first page because my style evolved as I was doing it from um the horror comic that we did uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, backgrounds or full bodies and, and things like that so this had a bit more to it it was a bit more um meaty because there was there's a bit of scenery and there was there was full bodies in there and I thought this is going to really test me actually mm. I did hit upon um, a style which I've kind of moved forward with and I've, I've polished it up a little bit more because that that's that's what being an artist is mm. like you do something and it will grow and it will you know you'll polish things and you'll uh, make it a bit more robust and you'll make some changes and then I think now because I'm working and I have been working on other stuff I have a, a particular style, I think, now with sequential art, which I didn't think I'd ever get or ever had, to yeah. be honest. One of the things that I liked that you both did, and I know it was in the original script, Alan, but I think you interpreted it really nicely, which was about the use of palettes and the use of colour and non-colour to sort of show yeah. the joy element. Mm. You know, it's, I always remember the last, I think it's the last panel where the, the, the main character's walking away and he goes from colour and gradually it saturates down because he's losing that momentary mm. yeah. joy he's again. taken from her, yeah. And I thought that was a that was a brilliant touch. I really did. Well, that was, I mean, I only it was only because after discuss, discussions with Alan, as Alan had said what he had wanted and how he, he, he saw. And to be honest with you, I think if I was to go back and do do it again, you know, if you were said, oh, like, redo that, that strip, I probably would noodle with the idea of having the guy just in pencils you know, mm-hmm. and I was I was think of um, this will date me a little bit, but I was think of that um, video for that Aha song, you know, where the, it's <laughs> it's uh, they're in pencil, oh, yeah. you know, and the dance and stuff. So I, I think probably if I was to do it again, I would maybe noodle with the idea of him, of him being in pencil. But I think probably at the time I probably didn't feel confident enough to to, to try and pull it off, to be honest. So I did the next best thing and just made him grey and yeah. everything else around him, and then obviously the palette of him being in the office and a bit dull and a bit you know, the blue, things like that, yeah. and then slowly becoming colour. No, it certainly worked, certainly worked. A little boring fact here, but those that, those cells for that AHA video were actually hand-drawn as well. There was yeah, you're right, actually, yeah. 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 Um, back, back before computer animation existed. Yeah. It, yeah. I know, you could probably as, as we all get an app on your phone now, couldn't you? 
Yeah, very much but, so. No, it was, it was magnificent. And when it was coming together, Alan and, and, and H, when you were starting to swap pages and, and things, I mean, for you particularly, Alan, as the person who, who had this idea, did, did the, the initial ideas and pages, did they come across how you thought they would? And, and you know, did it, did it actually seem to come out quite easily for you both? So, well, it did come quite easily. I mean, it, there, there was a huge trepidation, uh, you know, when, particularly when, you know, you, you send off a, a script and you say to somebody, on, on you go, and you, you don't necessarily know their work particularly well. You, you know, it's like, well, what will come back? And what if I don't like it? You know, how, mm. how, how do you how do you have that conversation? But I think in terms of, you know, in terms of how we deal with that, it was here's a little sample here's a little you know a little bit more a little bit more and you know we, we built confidence with each other as we went backwards and forwards of saying i like this a little bit more of that a little bit of this of that you know more of this more of that less you know and and it, it it was much more just tinkering with little things around the edge than it was um you know oh this fundamentally needs to change so no it, it was it, it came together really you know sweetly that way but you have to have a dialogue as part of yeah. this process um now certain people can can build that dialogue or, or can shorten that dialogue over time if you build up a long-term relationship with people and work in a regular basis so you have unwritten rules or you, you know you just know what, what somebody means but you know I, we, we got into the, the the flow of that really quickly um and it was just a case of saying you know particularly i think it's the fourth or fifth panel which is the the railway station panel where that, that's the, you know, that whole thing about there's a lots happening in colour around him and he's just grey in the middle mm. with everything happening around him and nobody noticing him, you know, and then and being that background character. Um, that was the, the point where I was like, yep, that's exactly what I'm trying to achieve with this in terms of what the story is trying to say. So, no, I was, was quite quite happy with, with how it went like that. But it, as I say, it is, you know, there, there was trepidation to begin with. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure each was equally trepidatious, probably. Yeah, it was, going, yeah. what, what if he doesn't like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was that like from your perspective? I know you kept worrying about every time you'd send something off, and then if you didn't get back within a couple of minutes, I was convinced you hated it. <laughs> I didn't and didn't want to say anything. But no, how was it? How did you find that? Because first time you collaborated with it's, anyone. It is. It? I was going to say that the time I've collaborated with somebody other than yourself, you know, and uh, there is that thing that. I know what I'm like and I know with you being both a writer and an artist Alan it's that thing of when you write something um you have as you have it in your head even I imagine um, writers who aren't artists you will have something in your head of how you foresee it looking you'll you'll envisage how you are going to see it and sometimes for people who aren't artists I envisage it in such a way that's next to impossible to try and portray in in an art form and you have to be very um kind of honest and say this this isn't going to work but what I can do is this kind of thing but mm. because Alan uh, because you you are a writer and an artist I think you had that really good balance of of what you'd written and knowing what could be portrayed as well but there is always, always that worry that you have in your mind is not what I produce <laughs> so I was kind of very much I thought right at the beginning that and I know you you know you're an affable guy and I knew that we could collaborate really well I thought right from the start I'm going to, you know, keep the dialogue um, open with you all the time. And rather than just go off and do a, um, all the three pages or do a full page, you go, how does that look, Alan? You go, oh, no, I've now got to tell her 
that this panel's not right. That's not how I saw it. So I yeah. think what I did, I mean, it's 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 a while ago now, and I've, I've I have forgotten quite a lot from last year. But and I think what I did was I'd send Alan, you know, uh, a cell, you know, a panel, mm. and say, is this what you were thinking of? And I'd be very kind of I'd caveat everything with going, is this what you envisaged? Mm. Is this what you were thinking? Rather than going in, going, um, this is how it is. You know, what do you think of that? It would be, yeah, is this yeah. what you thought? Yeah. And yeah, Alan's right. To, to, be, to be fair, he'd come back and say, this is great, but can we do that? Yeah. Can we just? And there was no sort of huge fundamental changes. But to be honest with you, if there had have been, you know, I'm, I'm old enough and ugly enough to have said, okay, no worries, because what, how I, um, when I read the script and how I saw it, could could have been very, very different to how Alan wrote the script yeah. and how he saw it. So it's all about, it's a collaborative effort. Um, and also Alan was very prescriptive in how he um, wanted it because there's nothing worse than if a writer says, here it is, I'm going to give you free reign, you do it how you want it, and you do it and they go, that's not what I want. It's like, <laughs> well, you told me I had free reign. If you, if you wanted something specific, tell me. And that's exactly what Alan did, and I worked off what he wanted and then just said, how does this look? How does that look? Before I even started, you know, considering um, putting putting in flats and putting in, yeah. you know, paint. Yeah. I'm so, the, the the ideas came both ways as well because it was mm. uh, I think the the very last panel where the um the money sticks out the bottom of the panel oh, yes. for example that that was your idea you know and you, was it? Was I can't you yeah no you used them you said oh, what, what about we doing that and I was like yeah actually I hadn't thought about that but that's a great way of you know emphasizing the point I should probably actually talk about you know the, in terms of the script that I that I gave each it, the way that I structured it and I know the different people use different techniques for for how they produce a script but I, I set out the what I thought the panel layout should be in terms of the number of panels per the page. And then for each of those panels, I basically said, this is what I believe the dialogue to be in that panel. And then gave a sentence, a couple of sentences mm. of, you know, of what, what was there. And the key point for me with, with those sentences was to make sure that if there was something that was fundamental, that needed to be in the sentence. But if it yeah. was something that was relatively vague, then but you know they didn't really add to the story then that uh, you know it's fine do you know the, the artist can could go do that so i think there's mm. one of the panels where i think i said um that the description for the panel is man in shower right so yes, to yeah. me the, the key thing there is that you want to show that he's in the shower because that's that's after it's after the deed has been done yeah. right um and that so that was the you know the, the from a, a pacing perspective that's what needed to be in there but a man in a shower can be drawn however you want to draw a man in a shower. So yeah. you know that 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 was that sort of thing about saying look that's what's what's needed from that. And you know that way it was saying well as long as you hit the beat points that are yeah. in those descriptions, I'm fine. But it also gives you the opportunity to turn and say how do I want to tackle that particular requirement? Yeah. yeah. And that was perfect for me, Alan, because having not done a great deal of this work, practically nothing. I needed that guidance. I needed somebody to say, you know, this is the number of panels per page. This is what I want per panel. If you'd have just given me like a, a written script and said, you know, interpret that how you want, it'd be like, oh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had a clue where to start as far as you know, mm. laying it all out. So, so that for me, as a, as a novice, I would say that I am, I call myself a novice, is that I needed that to kind of me that guidance and it gave me a structure to, to sort of a skeleton to work with really yeah and as you say alan there are different ways that writers will present your scripts i mean i've had um, some in very different forms you know some quite loose and some almost thumbnailed out i mean um, i've just had one that that came through that for a future project there's a script and a set of thumbnails from a, a sketchbook that go with it 
And that's because the writer wanted to try and work out where the page turns would be. There's lots of different ways of doing it. I mean, just, just going back to the collaboration piece then, it worked really well. And I think you were both very lucky in, in so much as you worked together. And it was a good good match by Sarah because, you, you know, you're both very mature in your approach to this work. You know, you're both very professional in what you do, but you're also both sort of adult enough that if you do need to have those difficult discussions about things, you could, you know, it wouldn't be like, well, I'm not doing it then and all that nonsense. So just on that, I mean, what what kind of advice do you think you'd give to people listening to this about to do a collaboration or, or thinking of collaborating with somebody, especially if you've not worked with them before? What, what do you think the key elements are that make it a success? I think I've said the word dialogue a couple of times, <coughs> but it is, it's about that, having that, that dialogue between the two of you is is the most important thing. So that particularly up front to set some 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 ground rules to say, you know, this again, it's like what does the if you've written a script and you're giving it to somebody, you want to say, does it make sense what I'm trying mm. what the story I'm trying to, to get across? Because if it doesn't make you know, I I have spoken with artists in the past who have read scripts and said, Well, I've drawn what was in front of me and I've done it and it's gone out and I don't, you know, I don't understand it and I don't, you know, and you're like really then how how did you get mm. into it how did you now mm. admittedly sometimes that can be because i said well i've had a long-term relationship with the, with the writer so i know you know I, I just know some of these things but i i think it is about having that dialogue having a clear understanding of what the story is trying to achieve because then you've got that the underlying spirit of what what you know what's yes. there mm. um and then from that that then allows the the artist to say well if i know what the grounding that i'm standing on is i can then build from there and that then allows them to 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 say well you've given me the you've given me the skeleton i'm going to draw the flesh on the bones um and i think that's when you need to be able to turn around and say well actually going through that process the artist will come up with new ideas as well and the writer has to you know then have the dialogue back so actually yeah there are things that that flow fit you know when when we see it written or when we see it actually drawn out on a page in, in thumbnails, you know what, it doesn't doesn't work. So we, we do mm, need to play yeah. around with it. Um and you know, again that but but it's then back to the, the writer to say, well, am I trying to achieve certain pacing or am I trying to achieve certain beat points at the, at the end of each page? So you can't can't de- you know deviate too far. And that's that that backs it saying, Do you understand the spirit and the, the grounding that you're coming from? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I don't know how you could draw something if you didn't understand what you would go to Chris Weston several years ago, um, where he had some of the original artwork um, from the Invisibles that he did with them um, with Grant Morrison. <laughs> and we said, to him, do you have any idea what, they, what Grant was trying to do? Here? He's like, none. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and if you've ever read the Invisibles, it is um, proper batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to so, say, I read it and still didn't know what was going on, to be yeah. fair. So I pity him. Um, yeah, Chris Weston drew it. Has no idea what was going on, but but that's kind of fair because in terms of you know, but particularly in small press and and particularly with really short stories, I do think you've got to understand what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, mm, mm. yeah. An important element, as you you touched on, I think, and H will probably touch on this now, is that you've got to bring something as an artist. You you've got to contribute something to the product, and that could be you know a change to the way a panel's laid out or the emphasis of a particular item within a panel to, to further the story. Um, mm. You know, so as an artist, H, take it in a script. 
from someone that you've not worked with. I mean, what 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 advice would you give to people? I mean, I, again, I would assume it's very similar. It's all about dialogue and relationship. It, it is, it is. And I think um, just to kind of reiterate what Alan's just said, it's about communication. It's making mm. sure that you communicate right from the start, because if you don't, you get to a point where you you might get it might get awkward where you think, well, I've now got to ask a really awkward question, and I, and I I've got, I've let it go on too long like Alan said if you, you don't really understand what it is that you're you're drawing and you're right I think for me I like to be invested in what I'm doing yeah. whatever that may be whether it's a comic strip whether it's a, a pet portrait whether it's a a human portrait I need to be invested in in something and, and have that understanding about it and you know I, when I do pet portraits I, I like to know kind of what personality that that cat dog or whatever's got because I may have never met them so then I'm, I've got that little bit of investment in it it's the same with drawing scripts and stuff is I like to invest invest in it you know just again to reiterate Alan was saying the best piece of advice is just to to open that dialogue build a good communication with someone even if you find that actually you may not get on very well with that person or you know maybe don't have a mutual respect because that can happen you can work with someone you don't particularly like for whatever reason uh, uh, that uh, just uh, makes life easier I hope you're not uh, not trying to suggest something there. We we, we did get not on. Not at <laughs> all. Alan. It was absolute yeah. pleasure working with you. It really was. She's just pinned your photograph on a dartboard. Alan. I, don't know what, I don't know what that's going on. I mean, I there. don't know how often that might happen in in like small press where people work together that don't get on. I imagine it might happen in in like you know the big the mega sort of uh, universe kind of thing. But um, you know, it's I think I think having a good relationship really really um, important to be honest. In small press, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I can imagine it does happen. You know, there are a few. Um, like everything there's, there's some strange people out there and some of them are creators you know mm. but it's it's interesting but yeah have you because you've had a few scripts since since you did that has it all been pretty straightforward it's been pretty straightforward so no thankfully i've not come across anything i've got i've gone hey what what does that mean yeah you know it's it's all made sense but to be honest with you if it didn't made sense or hadn't made sense should i say i would have gone i'm i'm very um i'm not averse to going back and going i, I didn't, really don't understand what you're trying to say here and i just asked because the nature of my my work um, my day job is very much a case of if I don't understand something, I have to go back and I don't I actually no idea what you're trying to tell me here. Yeah. You know, because I can't interpret what you're asking me to do if I don't know what the heck it is you're asking me to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And can I ask you both? Because obviously you're you're uh, known Alan for writing and drawing as well, and each you know you've done writing and drawing. But on this project, obviously you know Alan wrote and you you drew. But would you or have you ever Alan taken scripts um, from other people and and drawn those and, and vice versa right so, you know do you think you would write a story and, and allow someone to, to illustrate it is that something I, that appeals to you both? I, I think I probably would I mean um I'll confess I'm I'm not I don't think I'm I'm a particularly good writer um I mean I will I know we'll talk about project upcoming projects and stuff um it doesn't as far as short stories in that respect as far as stories that are going to be um, produced in a in a sequential thing I don't think I'm particularly good at that I'm, I'm more better at prose than I am at doing um, short stuff so but I think given the opportunity I, I think it might be quite nice to um, you know put something out there and, and let it someone else have free reign on it say that but you've never done it so it's just, suppose, just because yeah. you've never done it you know <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you if you have done it then, then yeah. you're very good because you can write you are a very good writer i know that from experience well i know so, i did the, the horror the, the horror one and that was kind of based on real life in a, in a mm. way so i just kind of took elements of of a real situation just blew it out of proportion you yeah. know and what about you alan have you have you ever kind of been the recipient of a script previously and, and so, worked on that 
no is 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 the, is the, is the short answer to oh, that. Oh right, well H, right one for um, Alan, quick. <laughs> well, well, I say no. There there have been people who have come to me with with jokes for the pen to go in, you know, and um, <laughs> which is uh, it's, it's possibly similar but but different. Um, I, I, again, I think it's it's about knowing what the the right thing is, and and I think it's about having confidence to tackle whichever script that, that comes to you and whether you can you think you can add something to it um i um i'd be really interested if, you know you're with h saying there that you know some of our pros and be that different people would interpret it differently it's almost worth saying do a page and get it out to three or four different people and see you how they come back at it with you know with completely different outcomes mm-hmm. um and you know if, if you can do it in such a way that it's it is the the same dream sequence over and over or something like that and it's well yeah different you know different people's different points of view um it's yeah. not a really interesting idea actually mm. Alvin, isn't it that to, as a you know as a yeah. kind of group exercise is to, to somebody to produce a script and then mm. ask different yeah. artists to well, is it like in a well, groundhog day kind of approach yeah yeah i mean the, the, there are scripts kicking around there where people do that and you know i've seen i think they were it was in the slack at one point and um somebody was doing something along those lines but you know that that would certainly be one of the ways to to you know test the waters and i think mm-hmm. that's in terms of the the beauty of being involved with small press anthologies is that you can turn around and say right give me something that's a couple of pages three pages you know and therefore you're not you don't you also don't panic at the size of it yeah because you can yeah. then say right you know what if, if this if this works it works if it doesn't yeah. work then it's you know uh, you know it, it, no harm no foul if, it, mm. if suddenly if somebody gives you a, here's here's a hundred page book please get on with it <laughs> you um you know you, you you might get sick of it very very quickly um and, and, yeah, that, and to yeah. me that that's what we should use small press anthologies for is is to go out and try new things or try different techniques um or you know and and get involved with with different people for for this sort of collaboration yeah mm. that was the original dui again if you haven't read it um i'm not sure if it's on comic house i'm not not sure whether it's on there i think it is Might. yes it yeah used to be. Uh-huh. Um, still is. i would suggest if you if you are subscribed to comic house then have a read of it it's a great anthology it's just, there's a whole range of work in there it's it's very very kind of diverse it's very eclectic isn't it it's, yeah. it's nice yeah. the, the nature of the stories and the nature of the art is is great I mean I was very lucky to get to work with uh, Martin Feekins on that one and he's a he's a great writer as well and I just really enjoyed it and again a bit like yourselves I had a you know we had a very good working relationship um so much so that we're, we're just submitted a new piece for DUI 2 so uh speaking of DUI 2 can you tell us a little bit about without giving anything away essentially about your contributions uh, and we'll start with you H if that's all right. Yeah so I was very um, honoured to be asked to illustrate a, a script that uh, Tony Esmond had uh, written. Is it a bit blue? I'm saying nothing. <laughs> so um, yeah I was chuffed a bit when uh, I got asked again. Um, I hadn't appreciated there was going to be a second edition and then it was even more of a shock when I got asked. So yeah I'm not going to give too much away. I've just finished it, finished um, drawing it um, lettered it went off and again I went um, into it the same way that I did with Alan is that I I mean I already, I already knew Tony sorry Alan I didn't know you very well <laughs> but I already knew Tony so straight away I, I opened up the dialogue straight away as far as um, you know you'll have a way of 
of how you perceive this, um, Tony. So let me get down some ideas. So I, I made him. Um, there's a, there's a fundamental character in there, and I I did some sort of you know little character sketches, and I asked him to choose the character that he preferred because I could have gone right. Well, this is the way I see the character. Um, he'd given me specifics on the colour of the eyes, the colour of the hair, um, and that was it. But you know it could have been any kind of look for this character. So I made him pick the character, and then I drew different sort of scenar the scenarios that he'd said in each panel, and he approached it the same way as you, Alan. Is the He'd give me how many panels, what he wanted in each panel, what dialogue he wanted in each panel. So that was really good to have that structure for me because I need that structure. And because of that, I was able to um, really dive in and, and get cracking with it, you know, pretty much straight away. Um, and then, yeah, I had this back and forth. Tony would come back and go, well, I was thinking more like this. So I changed that back and forth, back and forth. And then when I showed him, I also showed him like a sample of how I was colouring it and stuff. Is that OK with you? This is my style. And that style sort of came out of doing um, your DUI, Alan. So I, I found my my kind of um, my groove with the style, should I say. So, yeah, it worked really well with Tony and that's gone into Eamon. So I don't want to say any more than that because, no. it's, uh, again, it's like like Alan's, it's a, it's a really um, great story. And I think people will, I hope people enjoy it anyway, both with the story and the, the illustrations yeah. as well. All right. Well, I've been fortunate enough to see it and um, it, it is it is really, really good. I mean, the artwork's beautiful and you also did the lettering lettering myself time. yeah because I will confess that I'm not I'm not I'm not a letterer I didn't even know how to letter because the, what I draw um, what I do my digital work in is procreate and procreate for me is fantastic but the lettering in procreate is absolutely ghastly don't ever try and letter in procreate <laughs> <laughs> just awful it's a shame really there might be people out there going oh procreate is rubbish I love it um but then transferred it over to um clip studio and and damien gave me a crash course on how to letter and off i went and I, I learned by doing i'm one i'm one of these people that needs to do to, to learn so he showed me and i lettered the whole thing myself yeah so, and again people will so oh don't use clip studio but it, it's pretty pretty good actually it's um you it's use okay. the tools that you use the tools that work for you that's yeah nice. absolutely yeah um, I'm, I'm very much a big believer in that to be honest it's a great piece of work though and i'm sure people will be um oh, thank you be very surprised and, and not surprised at how good it is but the quality of the story the writing and the art but, it, but again i've got to admit that i had to go back and do the first page again because i did the first page got to the second and went yeah don't like the first page so i went yeah. back and did it again <laughs> and what about you alan you're in the dui2 are you i'm in dui2 yes. this time or i i am in, entirely solo this time it's only the one page and um it's slightly more in the 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 gag humor space um featuring um a couple of um characters that are within my wheelhouse to draw <laughs> it's probably the best way to word in that so um it's considerably more right. simplistic in terms of the art style um and um no penguins in sight though um no. it's um it's about um i suppose it's about two old friends meeting up and um and just having a wee update on, on where they are in life and uh, yeah, so that's that's what that is. But uh, so it's another slice of life piece, is it then, Alan? It's um, um yeah, why not? <laughs> is it humorous or is it quite serious? I, I, or I I think it's humorous. I hope other, it's right. like like I say with all the pain to go in, I, I find it funny. That doesn't necessarily mean anybody else does. Um, <laughs> I think you were the first person to submit, weren't you? I think Eamon was saying that you. I, I was. That's the advantage, I suppose, of being both the, the writer and the artist on the thing, and taking quite a, um, a simple approach with regards to, to how it was being produced. 
Um, so uh, it's one of these things that I'm one of these people if if I don't just go ahead and do it, it it, it may never get done. Oh, I know. So I, mm. I, I, I grasped the thistle and um, and ran with it and got it got it in. Um, even added my own cut, did my own coloring, which is unusual for me. Wow! So, Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I look forward to it. Look forward it's, to seeing it. But it's I bet it's amazing. Great stuff. So you know, DUI two. I'm not sure. I think is it slated for about August time. They're hoping to get it out. I'd be wrong there, but I don't know. I, I don't know myself. To be honest. I know the deadline's end of June, and I think Eamon and Tony were saying that they're hoping it might be coming out around August. So obviously we'll be, um, you know, we'll talk a bit more about about the, the anthology when it does come out. I'll try and get Eamon and maybe some other people on to talk about it. And this time, I believe the cancer, because all the proceeds from the first one, we should have said, went to Refuge, I believe. Yeah. Um, I can't remember how much it raised until. Can you remember, Alan? Quite a lot, I think. Um, I think it was just shy of a thousand pounds. Yeah, it was really yeah, it was good. Really it was good. a really yeah. good effort, yeah. And this time it's going towards um, a cancer charity which Eamon has nominated. So, again, when it does come out and you listen to this, it's definitely worth picking up. Um, there's some great artists going to be in there, some great writers in there, and it's all for a good cause. So hopefully it'll it'll do as well as the first yeah, one. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um. So just talk about other things that you're working on at the moment then. And obviously, Alan, you you know you've got your penguin, which is still a phenomenal feat. I mean, always, you know, make, sp- always makes me laugh. We spoke day. about this last time, and I, I said then I don't know how bloody hell you do it, and I started. You just kept motoring on, and thank, you know, thank goodness you have, particularly over the last two years, it's been horrid, mm. a little bright spot in an otherwise <laughs> shitty time, hasn't it? Mm. You know. But what other projects are you, are you, have you got planned for Penguin or other things, Alan? Um, so yeah, I know you do some painting and stuff as well. I've seen. Yeah, the the odd painting still gets done for the um, just for the, the hell of it. Um, but no, the the Penguin continues on uh, as we we purr towards um, the next book, which should be in well, let's say late quarter three in terms of when it will come out. Um, working title is What Next in terms of what that will be. So yeah, that that'll be the next collection for the Penguin, and as I say, with that we'll be touring uh, the various comic cons and events where we're penciled in for for Nottingham and um, and Thought Bubble later on in the year, as as well as one or two other things uh, around Scotland. Um, Beyond that, it's I've, I've had contributions recently in that comic Smell Two, which is a another anthology that yeah. was produced by the guys from Dundee. Um, that again, that was one where I took the opportunity to again draw lots of different in different styles for different styles for me in, in terms mm. of that and um, and do silly things like again I had this idea kicking around in my head for ages that you could draw a whole comic page without ever lifting the pain off the page type thing. Mm. So it's, it's all comic, a comic strip drawn with just one line and, and, and the like. So there was those Brilliant. sorts of silly things about trying to, trying to do different approaches. Um, and that's, so that's been out for a couple of months now and it's, um it's, it's doing well. It is, um, yeah. And beyond that, it's, um, it's just more of the same and, you know, still working with, with Tony and, and, and even the others on things like Never Iron Anything as we do our exploration into uh comics of yesteryear and uh or, or comics of, of, of our past that, that have touched us in one way or another and that we want to talk about um and that, that's a, been a great exercise of 
going back to the shelves and taking books down that I haven't necessarily looked at in a long period of time. Or, yeah. or I think the most recent one that Tony and I did where we examined the, the new DC app and what yes. we can and can't find on it. I'd, I'd um, be interested to uh, to listen to that, actually, because um, I'm, I'm catching up on my podcast. So I've caught up with the mad roundtable that you did with or, Tony or, and <laughs> the, 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 the The roundtable about mad as opposed to the mad roundtable. But yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> well, we're both of them when you say that, Alan. But uh, I, I mean, I love Mad as well, and it was really interesting to hear other people's view of it because, again, I I used to find Mad hilarious when I was a kid, and then now I kind of look at, I appreciate, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, but it, it was a good episode, and I'm looking forward to the DC app one as well. It is quite surprising what isn't isn't on there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, we continue to find more information about that as well. But um, but yeah, it's good stuff. So that's me. Yeah. Brilliant. And uh, the the Comic Smell guys as well. I mean, they're fantastic, um, oh, yeah. fantastic group of lads and a great podcast. And, you know, I think they're just not long back hit 100 episodes. And yeah. you should give that a listen, because if you listen to this, um, you'd really enjoy that Comic Smell. It's a fantastic podcast. A bit like Never Iron Anything that Tony does with uh, with Alan and other guests. But they're, they're a smashing bunch of guys. And actually... There's a bit of a link between um, one of the comic smell guys and David Robertson, some of the stuff that you've been working oh, on, yeah. isn't it? So, so um, don't tell us what you've been up to recently. Yeah, so I got um, a, a lovely message off um, David uh, Robertson, uh, who just, I think, I'm trying to think whether he contacted me after uh, I started work with Tony or whether it was before, but yeah, I think it was after. So I'd already started work on, on the script that, that Tony had done. And I got this message off David saying, would you be interested in doing... Um, uh, illustrating a one-page script for me and I thought yeah fantastic <laughs> bless him he said uh, I'm afraid uh, there won't be any money involved it's like well <laughs> you know it's absolutely fine this is comics it's not not a bother not a bother at all so um it, it wasn't like a really tight deadline so I said I've got to get Tony's um done first so and then when I when I finished that I said right I'm ready to start so it actually um the script is um funny is so funny. um he uh, he sent it over so and he, he asked, I had to ask him a few questions about how, what the size and does he want it full color black and white and so on. he said you can do it black and white you can do it full color whatever you like anyway I was on leave last week from work so I took advantage of the long bank holiday and I got it done because I just I got into flow you know you you know you're so heavily into something that the time just passes and then again you know it just kind of flew out my fingers I just did it and I thought I'd rather quite like that really yeah. and I must confess which I completely threw all my rules out the window and I don't think I sent anything to David I don't think I said is this okay what do you think of this I just did it and then when I sent it to him he loved it <laughs> so I'm really glad I thought oh crikey I've not sent him anything but I, I really enjoyed it and I think I think uh, like we were talking about earlier on about being invested in something and understanding yeah. it and yes it, it, it's a strange script but I understood it and because I was invested in it, I hope it comes across because I really enjoyed drawing it. I had such fun drawing yeah. it. But again, he, he was very um, sort of prescriptive in how many panels and what he wanted in each panel. And I just I did make a small change. And I said to him, I've, I've just split this text that you wanted in here. I've split it over a couple of panels because I think it has more impact. Is that OK? And he was like, yeah, great. Absolutely fine. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy, David. And, and the thing I love about David's work, um, and I'm sure you'll, you'll probably agree around that, that ability to take the everyday kind of what could be a mundane conversation and turn it into a really interesting yeah. and funny script. Yeah. 
Um, and that's what he's done with this. That's what it? he's done, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's quite literally somebody's thought process, which is probably his thought process or something somebody said. And yeah. it just makes for a brilliant yeah. one page. And it, it is mundane, but it's not when you... No, you it's know, brilliant. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that I've, not, I've made it not mundane, far from it, but I think if you just read it as, as a piece of text, you'd go, oh... Okay then, but when it's put into yeah. into um, visuals, I, I don't know. It just it's, a bit of a punch to it. He's, I think. He's got, he's, he's a, I think he's a superb writer, David, like that. Um, yeah. And what else have you been working on, H? What else have you got in well, the works? It's um, it's funny because after I did um this the grey man with with Alan, Alan, and I did tell Alan this that he'd he'd actually reignited my art mojo. <laughs> and I found this because I'd got I'd got into a bit of a stale. You know, you go a bit stale, don't you? And, and things aren't flowing and stuff. So. I got into this back into my art mojo and from off the back of, of doing that for Alan, I actually wrote and illustrated a complete comic. It's all done. It's all finished. And I was going to kickstart it because I had it all planned. I knew what, you know, what, what levels I was going to do, what, what tiers and things like that. Um, I was really pleased with it. You know, obviously I did exactly the same thing with it. I had to go back and do the first page again because it changed. <laughs> and then I re looked at it and I was ready to go and then this was all last year and then obviously last year my world fell apart so I thought right this is not a good time to be doing something on kickstarter because I wasn't sure how long I was going to be out of action so because I was out of action a little longer than I anticipated because I had to keep going back into hospital it just got put put on the back burner and I thought I'm going to relook at this and maybe you know maybe do a bit of tweak tweaking and stuff like that and that's not out of um, the question at the moment I still am going to do something with it however my mojo disappeared again and then it's been reignited again by doing um tony's script and then david's in quick succession so i haven't had time to to mope kind of thing and also the good thing was as well last year i found a job as well which is great there's a job i really enjoy so that that kind of you know that took over quite a lot of stuff and then you know the art thing just kind of as you might expect with everything i've been through my, my, the art took a bit of a a, a back seat mm. really but because of this newfound mojo that I've, I've got, I actually got inspired by something last week. I watched something. I don't want to give anything away, but I watched something and I just I had this idea and I thought oh, this could be a great comic. And essentially, I've started writing um, and just noodling with ideas and getting. And again, it's going to there's going to be loads of iterations of it until I get it just right. But I've got this idea for a, a, a little comic, not nothing too too big. I'm going to write it. I'm going to illustrate it. I've been noodling with. Um, different ideas of the way I'm going to illustrate it. And it's going to be a little bit different, a little bit different style, but I want to get it right. I want to, there's no rush. I've not given myself a deadline, but it's just something that's really, it's really sparked something in me. And I don't, you know, I get, I, I when something comes my way, I get passionate about it because it's somebody else's project. So doing Alan's and then doing Tony's and then doing David's, it's somebody else's. And I got quite passionate, but this is my, all of my, on my own. And I've, I've done. I, I think Damien will agree that I've had a bit of a spark with this, and I've got quite excited mm, about, about yeah, doing it. So it sounds like a great idea. Yeah. As well. So hopefully I, I'll do a bit more work on that, and at some point I'd like to. Um, I haven't advertised yet. I'd like to reopen my commissions book for pet portraits and stuff because that they all flew out the window as well because <laughs> I couldn't commit. I couldn't draw for quite some time anyway because of pain and stuff. So um, I'd like to get that back open again and and just get back into the swing of the way my art and commissions and and portraiture or the way it was all going before everything went a bit awry last year so i'd like to get back into to all that again great good to see you both carrying on and producing stuff for me it's yeah it's good. good alan you're like like the bloody terminator you never <laughs> yeah. stop <are> you? <laughs> it's, good, it's good getting your art mojo back and i know you you suffer from that 
that terrible affliction we all have of self-doubt oh all the time all the time but then when you produce stuff it's it's incredible but even then so, i'm still yeah. kind of oh gosh you know i hope alan likes this i hope tony likes this and i, I still think oh god you know we and all then, do we all do and then you know when, when tony was and, and same with alan as well is, is tony was really complimentary when when he got the final pieces and that really you know give me a little give me that little boost and then yeah. when david said the same thing that yeah. gives me a little extra boost on top and you just think yeah um, you know i can i can do this yes you, know. you can it's I think that's why going, going going to conventions is great because you you know you actually get to look the people in the eye when they're oh, picking yeah. your books up and stuff and actually get totally. the you know the, the endorphin rush from it, from it, it is yeah having that interaction with people because yeah. you know with social media you just you're just a, an image on a screen but when you when you're there you, mm. they can see the people behind the social media the people behind the cartoon strips the the pictures and things and it's just really nice to, to create and build those relationships with people isn't it yeah, yeah. brilliant well, that's been fantastic guys and what a way to start a new series of all men to that it's um it's always a delight talking to the two of you and obviously it's been a delight talking to you you both together as well really really enjoyed it and um you know i really appreciate you both taking the uh the time to to come on the show and have a chat so do you want to tell us a little bit alan about where people can find you, the penguin, your other oh, art that's for sale, stuff like that. I was, was going to say, I think, think people, if they're going to find me, know how to find me now. But if not, it's uh, just basically go into any form of social media and search for at penguin. That's P-E-N-N-E-D-G-U-I-N. And you'll be at, uh, as you say, you're at Thought Bubble, you're at Nottingham. Um, at Thought Bubble, hopefully Nottingham. see you at Nottingham. Yeah. We've, we've got Good. a table, I'm hoping Excellent. we get there. And if we can afford the petrol, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start walking, I think. Uh, I'm going to leave on Tuesday. So, yeah, so I'll put all the links in the show notes. And H, uh, do you want to? Yeah, it's it's the usual for us. It's the Art92. Um, so that's in the usual um, Instagram. Obviously, I've got my own Instagram, but it's it is boring as hell. So you don't want to be w- w- looking at that. Um, so it's Art92 on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. And we do have a YouTube channel. And and I used to put, um, I used to record little tutorials on there, how to draw certain things, how to draw cats, dogs, and things like that. But again, that went that went by the wayside as well because it is a little bit time consuming to do. And and I'm one of these people that if I'm going to do it, I want to do it properly. So I then spend it's an eternity editing it and making sure it looks okay. And so it it's a bit of a time suck. But I will get back onto it at some point. And start putting some free tutorials up again. I think because and the amount of people who come back to me said I really enjoy watching them. So. So I'll try and get back onto them as well. Yeah. So you can find out a bit more about, about myself and H's work. It's uh, best place to look. If it's not the socials. It's art92.com where we've got a fancy new website Ooh, that yeah. uh, we've slaved over, which is a lot cleaner than the other one. I don't mean clean in a Tony Esmond kind of way. I just mean <laughs> it's easier to, to view. And uh, we've also got a spruced up new shop as well, which you can find lots of art goodies on there at bargain prices. Or you can commission us. Yeah, take a look and, and you know, you never know. You might see something you like. And remember, if you've enjoyed this podcast, then why not check out the previous episodes? We've now got a new home, which is a cast. And we've got a web page on there for Omen to that. And again, the links will be in the show notes. But we're still on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music. Don't forget, if you do enjoy this, to subscribe so you don't miss a, an episode. I'll, I'll not leave it a year next time before I come back. And if you're so inclined, then, then please give us a review, because apparently it helps us climb up the the algorithms and makes people see the show i hope you've enjoyed it as much as i have and thanks once again to alan and h for giving up their evening it's been great guys thank you no thank you, thank you.
And until next time, I'll leave you with this advice from Sergeant Phil Lester House of the 1980s classic TV show and one of my personal favourites, Hill Street Blues, who said, let's be careful out there. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.